One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. And welcome to the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. Whew, it has been a long, long week, and I am ready for the weekend. Same here. It, it's been, I don't think I've had a day off since, uh, I've actually got a calendar up right now. I think since the, like, 27th of February was the last day that I've had off since the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, yes. Cause I, I had to work an event the 28th and then uh, normal work week. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I actually worked with um, a production crew called Tupelo honey. They uh, help broadcast ESPN broadcast games, you know, like local in the area. And uh, they broadcast the Sunbelt basketball tournament that was actually held here uh, in Pensacola. And I got to run camera for all the games. So it was cool doing you know something a little bit different. And it was long hours, but it was definitely worth it. Fantastic. But man, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I got to play a show with my band Falls From Grace last Saturday night. Um, it was broadcast on Facebook on the, uh, the Sound 228 facebook page you can still go it's archived you can still go over there and see it uh man i'm uh i'm kind of sore for not having played drums in a year i'm yeah. sure yeah i i don't when i watch you know you watch like neil pert play the drums and just how like flawlessly he does I'm like yeah. how does he feel the next day well he's used to it i mean they were still playing and touring up until you know, at least a year or two before he died. So he's like still in shape. I haven't touched my drums. Dude, let me tell you something. I've gained a lot of weight over the last year. I feel you on that one. Because I have not been to the gym. I've not done anything except eat and sit on my ass and watch TV. And I weighed yeah, play myself. Video games. Yeah, and play video games. I weighed myself last week buddy whoa buddy it's time to uh yeah it's time to break out those uh ddp yoga uh dvds again and get to cracking <laughs> yeah i need to do the same I, I haven't done ddp yoga in i think like over a week yeah. even like because there, there's a i think it's on those dvds that i gave you but it's called the wake up workout yeah. where you literally start in your bed and then you move over to like your mat or like a towel or whatever you use. And it's literally yeah. like a morning stretch and you feel great afterwards. I need to but, do that. Yeah. Even if you do that, it's a great start to the day. And uh, Rampage and the Butcher are here in the chat room. Welcome. Oh, guys. 
Rampage. Oh yeah, we have to change Rampage now. He uh, in the Discord, he is now known as uh, Scooter. So yeah, it's Scooter. <laughs> Scooter. Scooter. Hell yeah. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> oh, and uh, like we talked about on the on the episode last week, we were talking about uh, doing some old. Um, uh, you were talking about doing Pepsi Man. And I was gonna do Yo Noid. I did a stream. It's still up on my uh, my Twitch page, uh, my archives. Uh, I went and played Yo Yo Noid for the NES, and holy crap, what a pile of garbage that game was! Man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The bad games we review, I think, have become my favorite. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till you do Pepsi Man because playing Yo Noid was torture. Like, I I thought it would be at least playable because it was a Capcom game, but I really think it was made like over the weekend. Like, that some poor schmuck that worked, like, pro, poor programmer, like the new guy getting hazed. They're like, yeah, we got this stupid, uh, you know, we got this property from. Uh, Domino's a stupid Noid character. So go go make a game. You got to stay here this weekend and make a game. And it, that's what he did all weekend was make this crappy game that uh, I unfortunately played on Twitch the other day. I'm not gonna lie. When you first started telling that story, I thought that screams intern project. Yeah, at Capcom. It, it feels like an intern project. It, it's not a good game at all. There's nothing redeeming about that crappy, crappy game. I already know that when I start Pepsi Man, I'm gonna question my existence as a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Oh no, Rampage. I I think I would rather play Karate Kid than Yo Noid. At least I have I have nostalgia for the Karate Kid game. Even though it is a turd of a game, I still have some nostalgia for it. And annoyed, I had no nostalgia for. Like I just, I remember those commercials as a kid, those Noid commercials for Domino's. But I, I, I still don't understand, like, wh- why? Just, just why? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, what was the Noid supposed to be? What, what was his purpose? I, I don't get it. We should do our top five product placement video games. Yeah, we should do top five. Doesn't even have to be video games. Just be like top five weirdest um like uh advertising mascots. Like you could have like Yo Noid, you could have uh the King, that weird yeah. creepy king. Um what are some other really weird ones? Oh, Mac Tonight. Do you remember Mac Tonight back in the mm-hmm. 80s? For uh, It was a McDonald's commercial. Um, yeah, Rampage. We mean Bonham 5. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> dude, go on YouTube tonight and look up Mac Tonight. He was a spokesman for uh, McDonald's. Yeah, the Big Mac Moon, Rampage. It was this dude who had a head that was like a, ha- a quarter moon. And this really weird looking like animatronic face. And he was playing the piano and he was singing. Uh, you remember that song, Mac the Knife by uh, who sang that song back in like the 60s or whatever. Uh, but anyway, they changed the lyrics to uh, Mac Tonight because McDonald's was trying to rebrand themselves from being like a kid's like fast food place to being somewhere like adults could go have dinner. So like enjoy a Mac tonight, you know, and like so they had this weird uh fever dream of a moon faced guy playing a piano and it's nightmare fuel. Uh oh, Rampage says Mac's headroom for yeah, Coke. Yeah, that's a good one, Rampage. <laughs> if, if do you remember ever, the f- oh, go ahead? Oh, I was gonna say, do you ever um watch the Max Headroom TV show they had back in the eighties? I didn't know there was a Max Headroom yeah, TV show. And it was weird. I bet they're oh, on I YouTube. Bet. Oh, they have to be. Maybe we should do, do a commentary for one. Oh my god. <laughs> we should do that and the Donkey Kong Country cartoon series oh, like as a combined episode. I'm down. I would love to I, s- I literally I have that. not thought about that Max Headroom TV show. I haven't thought about Max Headroom since like 1988. Like that was another one of those weird 80s things. 
that just what that's how i felt when we were talking about donkey kong country i'm like i haven't thought of that series since the last time i watched it as a kid yeah let's do let's do that as one of our uh, round table discussions one month just the weirdest uh, um um advertising mascots uh since the 80s do you remember the filet of fish commercials with the singing bass no i do not <laughs> so they had i think it his name was like uh like Billy Big Mouth Bass or something like that. Well, that was that would... weird fish that was that was on the thing on yeah, the wall. And yeah, he that sing. would move like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me back that fillet of fish. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. You should I'm look, have to that look up. this up. Ooh, that sounds weird. Ugh. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. See, it was I, really creepy. And you know, I I saw something on Twitter the other day, and this this is this will probably get us the explicit tag, but somebody tagged. Um, well, they had a picture of a purple butt plug and then next to it was a picture of the grimace. And I'm like, you're telling me all these years later that the grimace is just a giant purple butt plug. I can never unsee this. Now we know what the grimace really was. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. None of us are surprised. Oh man. He was always like the odd one out to me as far as like those characters. Cause I, I can briefly remember them as a kid like i remembered obviously ronald mcdonald you had the hamburglar grimace then you had the like the the weird bird chick yeah bird i can't remember her name birdie was it just birdie might have been birdie because i used to have those glasses too like the whole set of the mcdonald's glasses that had like some weird pirate dude and like the hamburglar and like all this other stuff yeah rampage says it's birdie so I, I knew that sounded from. Do you remember going to McDonald's when you were a kid and there was like a, a phone sitting there and you could answer, like pick up the phone, dial a number. It would say like hit whatever number and like you could talk to Ronald McDonald. Do you remember this or am I just having mm-hmm. like a weird like. I remember there being like a Ronald McDonald statue sitting on a bench. Yeah, I remember those. But I don't remember a phone. Yeah, I, I remember there being a phone in McDonald's, like up near the registers, and you could talk to Ronald McDonald. Oh, Rampage says Fry Kids and McNugget Buddies. I actually might still have my McNugget Buddies toys from when I was a kid. I used to have some of I, those too. I saved a lot of like the Happy Meal toys from when I was a kid. They're still at my parents' house because I remember yeah. when Sonic Three came out. They got they had like five different toys you could get from that game and I had all of them. I used to love collecting those little toys, the little plastic figures you could get in the 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 Happy Meals. I used to have the whole set of like the California raisins. Uh mm-hmm. I had a bunch of uh Smurfs and yep. um what were some other ones that they had? Man, they had good toys when we were kids. They weren't crap. Yeah, between McDonald's and Burger King, you you had solid toys yeah because i remember from burger king getting the um the the pokemon um they had like limited edition gold trading cards that you could get inside pokeballs really that coincided with the the first movie that came out back in the late 90s i don't remember that Mm -hmm. i used to collect they used to give you glasses that you could collect too like i said i had a whole set of like the mcdonald's glasses uh i still have et glasses that i think i got from burger king when I was a kid, and they're in perfect condition too. Like, ET did they glasses? do the Disney glasses? Probably. Yeah, because I remember, I remember getting Disney glasses when I was a kid. Because I remember having like a Beauty and the Beast one. I had, I think, an Aladdin one, mm-hmm. and a couple of others. And I have I some, um, almost a whole set of the Batman Forever coffee mugs, the glass coffee mugs from Burger King. I think. Oh, I would love to have those. Yeah, they might have been from McDonald's. I think they might have been from Burger King. I don't remember. Oh, Rampage says McDonald's because yeah. he said he had the same ones. Those were really nice because they were like molded. Like, uh, and uh, man, they just don't do stuff like that anymore. Like you, you know, you go get a uh, go get a meal, and then for like an extra dollar, you get like a glass of something. Like, uh, yeah, give cool stuff like that anymore. No. No, they do not, unfortunately. No. I mean, even looking at you know, like toy sections now, it's like stuff is just it's not it's not the same. We had it better when we were kids. <laughs> the only thing that I will give 
kids today is that there are much more Nintendo toys that you can get in stores. Oh, yeah. Because I, I remember it being a huge deal finding like a Sonic figure in Toys R Us as a kid. And now it's like you can find one at Walmart. Oh, dude, there was no such thing as like Mario toys or anything like that when I was a kid. It was all just it was video game and Nintendo power. That was it. You could get so every quarter Nintendo power would have a catalog where you could order merchandise because I remember as a kid having a Mario hat and I wore that thing like so much until it like I physically wore it out to where like it fell apart. But you could get cool stuff like, you know, um, like hats, T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I think you could get like a coffee mug and now you can really get it anywhere. Yeah. <sighs> I, I wish I could go back to being a kid again. I would love to go visit the 80s and 90s, the age I am now. Yeah, exactly. I would love to go back to the 80s and go to an arcade. Oh, me too. That would be so cool. If I if I were to go to the 80s, arcade would definitely be up there. Seeing several movies in theaters would yeah. be up there. I'd love For, I'd love to see Batman 89 in the theater again, like first showing. Oh, absolutely. That'd be so much fun. And then for 90s, I would love to go to like an Attitude Era WWF show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then I would go buy like $500 worth of uh, Microsoft and Apple stock (laughs) back in 89. (laughs) And live like a king. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, we got some (laughs) cool news to get to. Ready to get to it? Let's do it. GameSpot.com, so excited about this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is a retro brawler coming to PC and consoles. And this was sent to us through the email by uh, from Staff Sergeant Sketch. Um, brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games is on the way called TMNT Shredder's Revenge. It is inspired by the 1991 arcade game Turtles in Time. Uh, much like that game, Shredder's Revenge is a side-scrolling beat-em-up and is developed, developed by Tribute Games and published published by Dotemu. I've never heard of them. Uh, It's set to release on both PC and consoles, although there's no word on exactly which consoles it'll be available on. Um, Let's see. supports four-player co-op. Each turtle has their own moves and skills, and you'll be able to utilize combos as you deal with your foes. Uh, There's also a mention of vehicles in the story mode. So I am super excited about this i saw the trailer as soon as it dropped the other day and i am on cloud nine waiting for this game to drop yeah and for those that are curious as to what the what franchise of turtles is based on it's the the cartoon series you you look at the Mm. trailer and it's like you're watching an episode of the cartoon oh yeah i cannot wait for this game like this automatically becomes like unless breath of the wild 2 comes out which i don't think it's going to this is my like immediate most anticipated game like for any console me too because i i have so many fond memories of playing the arcade game at chuck e cheese hmm. when i was a kid like that in skee ball i would put so much money into and then playing you know the like turtles in time for the super nintendo i i love that style I love the team up. If you could team up, like if you and I could team up on the Switch and play this game, mm-hmm. man, that would be great. I smell community I game night. <laughs> I want this game now. Uh, yeah, Rampage is right. I was just reading that. Dotemu, I guess that's how you say it, or Dotemu, however they're called. Uh, they're the ones that did the new Streets of Rage 4. Um, and that okay. one was highly, highly praised. So that's a good pedigree. Uh, behind this game and it looks so good and the fact that it's based off the the you know the original cartoon series is just like man they're just going straight for the nostalgia button just boop 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 i just can't wait like as soon as i saw this announcement and i read that before i even watched the trailer i read what style it was in and i'm like i'm in oh yeah and then i watched the trailer and was like i'm definitely in and then, have you seen uh, the video of each turtle? Uh, they have different run styles. Like they, all I haven't have, seen that yet. They all run differently, and the and the one from Michelangelo 
kills me. Like the his run animation. As soon as you see it, you're gonna crack up. <laughs> I'll have to check that out when we're done. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I can't say much more other than I'm extremely excited for this game and it's going to sell very well. Oh yeah. When it comes out. Very well. Because a lot thing, of people have nostalgia for this game. This thing is gonna do gangbusters when it comes out because you're just this is the the Turtles game that everybody has been wanting for the past 20, 25 years. Oh, for sure. For sure. Our next story comes to us from NintendoLife.com. Polymega release still on track despite production problems. What a roller coaster ride the Polymega has been. When it was first announced, the excitement was palpable. Here was an all-in-one solution for retro fans which would allow them to harness their existing collection of games and play them with modern creature comforts such as save states, patches, and HD output. Uh, such an epic venture was always going to be prone to some delays, but Polymega has been pushed back more than once with this latest tentative release window being February. Yes, the month that just has, has passed. Uh, the machine has missed this revised uh, release window with reports from Japan suggesting that production has been delayed by the ongoing civil rest in Myanmar? Yeah, Myanmar. Myanmar. Uh, the Japanese distributor of the system has stated that satisfactory supply cannot be provided. And, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic is a contributing factor as well. I remember us talking about this a while back, and yeah. I, I love the potential of it, thinking that you can take all of your old games and play it on this console. Yeah, we've talked about this for a while, and this thing has just had so many production problems that I'm honestly, I don't see this thing ever coming out, ever. Yeah, it, which is unfortunate because the idea of it is really cool, and I really like what it could be. But it just sounds like one of those things that's just not meant to happen. Because I think it was supposed to come out last year. Yep. Um, I think last summer, but then of course COVID happened and all the production got shut down and now you've got civil unrest in Myanmar where it's being assembled and it's just kind of like, man, they just can't catch a break for this, uh, this console. Yeah, it's like I said, it just seems like almost like fate is stepping in yeah. in some <laughs> weird way. It's like things just keep happening where I, I could see them being like, you know what? We're sorry, but it, it just yeah. it isn't gonna work. I mean, it's a cool looking system. I mean, it you can pretty it, it it's a cool concept, but man, it, with this many production problems, it's almost like uh, I don't know if I would want to spend my money on it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we haven't yeah we haven't heard anything else about the KF KFC console uh, rampage. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your chicken warm while you game. You know Popeyes would have to come out with a rival console. Oh, yeah. I would get the Popeyes in a heartbeat. Oh, 100%. Popeyes is much better. Uh, this next story, this thing looks awesome. This is from TechRadar.com. Yes. Uh, this isn't a new Nintendo Switch. It's a powerful handheld Windows gaming PC. Has the Switch met its match? Um, you'd be forgiven for assuming that the Aya Neo is an upcoming console, but this is, in fact, a fully-fledged gaming PC that can fit into your bag for on-the-go gaming. Underneath its case, you'll find an AMD Ryzen 5 processor and unspecified Radeon graphics, which developer claims will give the Aya Neo the raw power to run new AAA titles such as Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dogs Legion, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla at over 30 frames per, se per second, provided you drop to lower settings. Um... Should you choose to pick one up for yourself, you'll be getting uh, 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM and up to one terabyte of SSD storage. Uh, you can't currently buy Neo off the shelf, but it is available back on Indiegogo uh, to back on Indiegogo, starting at uh, see USD 789 dollars US for the smallest 500 gigabyte model. Um, <clears throat> now this thing it looks like a Switch. And I would honestly be very interested in picking one up if it wasn't for the almost $800 price point. That and I would be curious as to what games would be available for it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's a gaming PC, basically, so you could just have, I guess you would load Steam on it and just play, I guess, like Microsoft, uh, because you get, they've got the, uh, um, the Microsoft, what do they call it, the, um, the Xbox, what's their service? Game Pass. Uh, what is it? Yeah, you yeah. Can do like Game Pass on it, and um, uh, and yeah, Rampage says Windows based game. So whatever the Xbox, uh, the new Xbox Series X or S does, I'm pretty sure you could do on this thing. Eight hundred dollars is a lot of money to throw at it, though. Yeah, but that's pretty much what you're gonna pay for a, a decent gaming uh, laptop. At the same time, it just depends on. Do you want a laptop or do you want a uh, basically a portable Switch-like computer? Yeah, the Microsoft Switch. Yeah, it looks cool I mean, though. I oh, I dig sure. the I design the... for it. Yeah, it's like a sleeker version of the Switch. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I wouldn't be, I would be interested in trying one out for sure. Yeah, I would definitely want to try one out because I have been playing around with the idea of getting a new, uh, just a, a Windows laptop strictly for gaming. But I mean, if I, if I could pick up something like this, but like I said, the eight hundred dollar price point kind of prices me out of it. But I mean, if this thing was roughly four or five hundred dollars, I would seriously look into it or at least play one to see what it's like. Yeah, same. Like I said, I, I like the look of it. Um, I'm. Sh- it sounds very powerful. Definitely more powerful than the Switch. But yeah, I, I would. I wish that I could like physically hold one and try it out mm-hmm. before I'd be like, okay, I'll get it. Yeah, but, but like I like I, the idea. Of it, though. But I, if I'm gonna spend eight hundred dollars for PC gaming, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and get a laptop, like uh, a good laptop. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Our last story comes to us from NintendoEnthusiast.com. Ninja Gaiden No Damage Run Achieved After Over 30 Years. You can pick any notoriously difficult video game, and somebody somewhere is attempting or has already succeeded at completing a no damage run of that game. Dark Souls may be the poster child for difficult video games these days, but back in the NES days, you had a lot of options if you wanted a really hard game. Along those lines, it's pretty exciting to learn that speedrunner Slackinator recently completed the first ever no-damage run of Ninja Gaiden on NES, a title that arrived in the United States in 1989. I have to ask you, what was your initial reaction when you read this? Oh my god. Actually, the reason I put this in here is because I saw the video a couple of weeks ago, and um, it was on YouTube, and it is amazing. Just to watch him go through the entire game with no damage. And then there's a part of the game at the very end when you have a three-phase boss fight at the very end of the game. You have to fight um, uh, Jackio, and then you have to fight uh, the demon. Um, And the the demon is the the last phase of the boss fight. And you have to... There's three parts of, of that boss fight, too. You have to uh, kill the head, and then when the head falls off, the head takes, like, I think they count it when you do uh, computer-assisted. I think it takes 18 hits or something like that to kill the head, and then the head drops and moves towards you off-screen. And up until this, you know, he did this, there was no way to either jump over the head or kill the head because they learned with a computer-assisted run that once the head drops, it's still another five hits, and you can destroy the head. But no one's been able to physically do it. Because if you take care of the head, then you can just kill the tail and then kill the heart. And if you can do that without getting hit, you would have you know a, a damageless run. People have done that, but up until he did this, there's always that stipulation that, you know, you can't avoid the demon head because there's no way to jump over it. There's no way to human humanly possible hit it five more times before it hits the ground because you have literally a split second to hit it five times. He did it. 
And now I've been watching him. I subscribe to him on Twitch. He can do it like consistently at this point to where he can kill the demon head before it hits the ground and moves towards him. So he can do a damageless run pretty much on repeat at this point. It's amazing. That's insane. Like just you, do, you I don't think you understand the amount of speed you have to have when you're doing what's called mashing or slash canceling uh to on Ninja Gaiden and Arcus is pretty much one of the best at it who is the uh the world record holder for the fastest time on Ninja Gaiden but even I don't even think he can do it that fast for some reason this dude can and he can defeat you literally have to hit that demon head like 22 or 23 times. Like you hit it the, the initial 15 or 18 times, it falls off and you have a split second to hit it five more times. I mean, that's like inhuman to be able to do that. You have to go watch the video. It's amazing. Well, even in addition to that, making it through the game as a whole, because I watched you play it mm-hmm. whenever you streamed it and like I certainly know I couldn't do it. <laughs> So to get to get through the entire game leading up to that without, without getting, getting hit. hit is an accomplishment all in itself. Yeah, just to get to that point without getting hit, that's that's amazing in itself. But then if you can go through the entire game without taking a single hit of damage, that's inhuman. Like that there's there's no further there's nowhere else to go. I mean, you've hit the ceiling on that game at that point. I feel like I would retire from gaming. I would too. I mean, there's nothing left to do unless he wants to go for a world record, which, you know, I I don't know if you're going to beat Arcus at the world record. I mean, he might try, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you did a damageless run. I mean, you and Arcus are like neck and neck for the two best Ninja Gaiden players on the planet. I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no getting above you two guys. Like, you're the best. Uh, Rampage says, I've never beaten this game at all. I've gotten to the end, but haven't beaten it. it, it it's a challenge. It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's, it's one of those games. It's taken me over 30 years to get to where I can beat it consistently. I mean, I can pretty much beat it you know, every time I play it at this point, but to get to that point has taken 30 years. 30 freaking years to beat that damn game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That that whole thing just uh, like speed runs, no damage runs, like all of those are mind blowing to me. Just because I know that I could never do that. Yeah, go check out that dude Slackinator on uh, on Twitch, and you can look it up on YouTube. His damageless run. There's uh, there's some couple other people that explained how he did it. Like there's some explanation videos on how they how, how they found out that you know how many hits the it takes to do it and how he did it. It's crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah, I I need to check that out too. Um, but uh, we're we're actually at the thirty-two minute mark. Do you want to skip um history this month, or do you want to just go through it pretty quick, or I'll leave that? Up uh, to you. we can we can push it back to next week. Okay. Um, but before we go into the review for tonight, Derek has shout outs. Yes, as always, we like to shout out our awesome patrons over at Patreon.com/slash NerdCaveRetro. We want to shout out Armes Jackson. Xblade 07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey, Tyler Watson, Justin Olson, Brandon Rutledge, 
Donner Party of Five, and Gus and Penny. Thank you guys so much for your continued contributions to the Nerd Cave Retro Show. And because you've kept us at the $50 level, we will continue to do fun commentary tracks for you guys. And it looks like we're going to be doing The Muppet Show and Captain N for this month, which won the uh, Patreon poll. So we'll uh, have to set that up to do a little bit later this month. Um, I'll be posting the poll for the new uh, roundtable discussion for April uh, when this show is over. Uh, we have decided that we're going to do Mega Man for this month, so we'll be doing that uh, last Thursday of the month. So if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community and vote on things such as this, head on over to patreon.com slash Retro. And tonight we're going to be talking about... Metaloid Origin. I bought this game on the Switch a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it is a fast-paced uh, run-and-gun 2D platformer. Take on the role of one of three android warriors known as Predator and dash through nine different levels in order to save their planet from an, uh, a robot army led by Lucian Corp whom invade their planet and exploit the planetary resources to fuel their galactic war efforts. Um, I played this on, like I said, on the Switch. I got it for, it was on sale when I got it. I think it normally runs for, I think, $6, $5.99. I got it for like a dollar something. Worth every penny. I, uh, even at full price, it's totally worth it because it is, <clears throat> you can definitely tell the, the the creators of this game, the the programmers and everything, you definitely tell that they were uh, big fans of the Mega Man X series, like the Mega Man games in, in particular, but the the Mega Man X games, especially like the newer Mega Man Eleven, like that type of uh, you know the sixteen bit era of the Mega Man games and beyond, because um, it's got that that kind of that look and that style, that feel it. Of course, it doesn't have the uh, irritating dialogue boxes every three seconds, <laughs> unlike <coughs> Mega Man X, <clears throat> which I like. Um, but you know my love for Mega Man, and anything that tries to emulate Mega Man on some level, I'm definitely uh, uh, has my heart. Yeah, I was actually going to say, with looking at you know screen caps and watching some video of gameplay. Definitely had a Mega Man X feel to it as far as, you know, like that kind of bright 16-bit uh, feel and look that those games had. So instantly I thought of Mega Man X when I looked up this game. Yeah, and you definitely have to uh, listen. This is one of those games you definitely want to play. If you're playing like in handheld mode or whatever, you definitely want to listen with the headphones on because, man, like the sound design and the music are so cool in this game. And like I said, it's a 2D platformer. Um, it is, you got your choice of three different androids, uh, sort of Mega Man-ish type characters. They each kind of have their own different, uh, guns and things like that. Um, I haven't played all three. I just played one of them so far. I'm almost done with the game, but, uh, it's one of those games that definitely the, the final bosses definitely get tougher, way tougher the further you get in the game. And I'm on level eight right now and I'm to the point where, I haven't upgraded myself enough like I should, so now I'm going back to the earlier levels. And you collect um, like gems throughout each of the levels. You have like regular gems that are worth like one, you know, one point a piece or whatever. But then you have hidden gems that are worth like 250 in the level. I think there's like five in each level, five or six in each level that are hidden that you can look for. And it's cool because the each level is sort of like. Um, it's linear, but not. It, it's kind of a hard... Like, there's different paths you can take um, throughout the, the levels, and it takes you to different sections of the level, and you can find, like, hidden items and stuff like that. Uh, but you use those gems to... Not only are they used for continues, but they're also... You, because you're going to die a lot <laughs> in this game the further you get. 
because the the boss battles are very much like uh, the Mega Man bosses, where they each have their own set of like the the earlier bosses have like three different attacks. But I mean, you can learn the patterns, but the patterns aren't the same every single time. Um, <clears throat> the further you get in the game, you know, the they'll have their their three main patterns, and then they'll throw in like a fourth pattern that you have to figure out too on top of the other patterns, which they do the same things, but they never do them in the same order. So it's kind of you can't go in like be knowing what they're gonna do immediately. So you kind of have to. It keeps you on your toes like that when you get to the bosses but you use those um you use those gems throughout the game to upgrade not only your weapons um you get like secondary attacks and stuff like that where you can like um you know do double jumps and then you do like a double jump where when you double jump it uh sends out like these uh electrical impulses like out to to wipe out enemies around you and you know just upgrading your character the further you get, and it's it's one of those games that like keeps you coming back, even though it is it does kind of get frustratingly hard. It sometimes it's not. It's like we've talked about where it's not it's not frustrating to the point where you want to quit. It's frustrating to the point where you're like, oh man, I know I can get past this, so you just keep going through again and again, and it kind of has the same, um, like I kind of. It's not the same as Goblin Sword, but it's got that same kind of feel to it and sort of the same sort of exploration uh, aspect to it where you want to go and find those big gems and, you know, and so you can upgrade yourself and then trying to find like different pathways uh, to find secrets and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very well put together game. And if you're if you're into, you know, those kind of Mega Man type plat- platformers. This is this is definitely right in that vein. I'd be curious to try this game with the different characters because you mentioned finding different things. I'm mm-hmm. sure that you know, there are some things you can only find as one character or certain things as another. Yeah. Because it, it makes me think of when you played um uh Sonic and Knuckles, mm-hmm. how you could go through different paths as Knuckles that you couldn't get to as Sonic and vice versa. Yeah. So I'm curious as to if it's the same with this. And speaking of Sonic and Knuckles, there's a, a couple of stages in the game where you have like this little one wheeled, you know, unicycle motorcycle that you get on and it's like playing a Sonic game, you know, where it's just like, it's you're going so fast through the level and like jumping over chasms and like, you know, trying to like hit different levels and get all the, 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 you know, the, the gems that you can. It's really fun. Like if you're a fan of the 16 bit era platformers, uh, like that type, it, it scratches that itch. Like I would have definitely like this game would have fit perfectly on the super Nintendo and the Genesis more probably the super Nintendo. Cause it's got that Nintendo kind of, polish to it you know that brightness the and the 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 music's a little better than what the super nintendo would would have been capable of but you can definitely tell like this would have fit right in there on on the super nintendo well for 6.99 it doesn't sound like a a bad deal Mm. at all like i know you said you got it on sale but a game like this and there's nine levels so i mean it has for the type of game it is i think that's that's pretty solid as far as length goes. Yeah. It definitely sounds like it's worth it. And I've been playing it every night for like two weeks now. And um, like I said, I'm only on level eight. I still haven't finished the game with my first character, but I'm definitely, once I finish it, I'm going to go back through with the other characters just to see what the game plays like with each, each different character. Yeah. I would be interested in hearing that. Um, Yeah. I agree with you in the sense that looking through the screen caps, it definitely looks like a game that would be on the Super Nintendo. And there's something about like that era of games. And I know we talk about you know, the NES and everything, but uh, the Super Nintendo really made its mark too. And yeah, this looks like a, a game that would have fit in mm-hmm. right on that. Yeah, you could you look at some of these screenshots that they have here on the page, and it's like you could you could see this being on the back of like a super Nintendo box. Like you're looking at the screenshots and be like, Ooh, I want to play this. 
like I'm looking at the logo for the game and I could see the SNES like script yeah. <laughs> on the bottom of it and seeing, you know, the the ESRB rating on it. Like I, I would love to see like a mock up of this as an SNES box. Because it looks like it is one. Yeah. And I really hope that, you know, the the it kinda the characters, like the actual artwork for the game itself looks very anime. And I hope that doesn't turn people off from it. Because it looks like it might be, oh, this looks kind of like a cutesy little, you know, game. Kind of like the way I, I did with Kirby for a long time. I was like, oh, that's a cutesy game until I actually played it. And I was like, holy crap, this game's great. I yeah. just hope that uh, it doesn't turn people off. I hope people actually give it a chance and be like, you know, this is a really good platformer. And and it, it's perfect for for the, uh, the Switch, um, whether handheld or... You know, on the TV, I played it a little bit docked, but for the most part, I've been playing it, you know, just kind of lay it on the couch, playing handheld mode, and I've been completely raptured by this game. It's taken attention away from Hades, and that should tell you something about how good this game is. Well, and again, going back to the screen caps, it seems like there's enough action going on that like the look of the characters wouldn't turn people off. Yeah. At least yeah. I think so. But that's um, just me. It says there's two difficulty settings to choose from too. Um, some gimmick or enemies would function differently depending on which setting you did choose. I don't remember. Uh, it says on the hard difficulty mode, enemies will move faster, deal more damage, or even gain new attack type. I don't remember which uh, difficulty setting I put it on. Hopefully it's not hard. That's probably why I haven't been able to, to get past level eight at this point. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I have to go back and check. Yeah, this game's actually been out for a while. It says here release date was July of 2019. So it's it's been out for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Um, and I never even really heard of it. Uh, it wasn't, it hasn't been too much, uh, you know, advertisement for this game. It just kind of popped up on my, uh, switch eShop one day under the, uh, the deals, um, you know, the deals tab. And I was looking in there and I saw it, it was like dollar something. And I looked at the, uh, the trailer for it. I was like, man, this looks kind of good. And, you know, I got a couple bucks to, to spare on my uh, Nintendo eShop. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get it and got it. And I've been playing it ever since. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. It seems like a game that I would really enjoy. But yeah, it says, uh, uh let's see one of, uh, you play from one of three characters, all with different set of abilities and weapons, play as Erica and flood entire screen with barrage of bullet fire, Alternatively, reduce giant enemies to ashes in the blink of an eye as Zeta using atomic thunder or fly as Neva across the level equipped with jetpack to bring aerial doom. I wish I had known she had a jetpack. I would have picked her first. Which one do you use? Uh, the blue one. I think that's uh, Zeta. Yeah, Zeta is the one I use okay. right now. Which yeah, has I a would lot use of uh, Neva just because of the jetpack. Kind of elect uh, electrical um, secondary powers and things like that. I like that you can get upgrades throughout the game. Yeah, it's really cool. You got like uh, four different weapon types or four different guns to get to upgrade throughout the game, uh, and of course they all cost like you know eighteen hundred gems or whatever. So. And one thing I did find out that, uh, cause I thought that if I ran out of gems that then my game would just be over because every time you die, it's like continue 50, you know, gems or whatever. And, uh, what is it called? Solrium, um, it, like costs 50 to, uh, to go again. And I'm like, man, what happens if I get to zero? Well, I did. And you just keep going. <laughs> with unlimited continues. So I was like, well, maybe I should have just been upgrading since the beginning because I've been saving all that up because I know I die a lot. And <laughs> I've been using that for my continue. So I was like, well, maybe now I should just go back to the beginning, replay a lot of the levels and get as many uh, of the Solrium as I can and upgrade so I can come back and be stronger for the, the later bosses. 
They ripped you off on your gems. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> no, that ain't cool at all. Um, but I do have uh, talked with uh, Seven Raven Studios, who uh, produced the game, and I got a code to give away. So if you're in the chat room, I just want you to give me only thing you have to do. Give me one of, and not including Dr. Wily, give me a one of the bosses from Mega Man 2. That's all you got to do. If you do that, you get a code. From Mega Man 2. From Mega Man 2. One of my favorite games, uh, of course. Actually, I want to start uh, streaming Mega Man 3 soon because I want. Uh, I bought Mega Man 3. Ah, you got it, Rampage. Rampage is the wiener. You're the big wiener. Yay! Wish the I wiener. <laughs> I was going to play some. I was going to play air horn for him. There you go. There you go, Rampage. You got it. <laughs> uh, I want to do uh, Mega Man 3 because I bought it at the retro store uh, a couple months back, but I haven't streamed it yet. So I want to play it and review it. Man, I haven't been to the retro gaming store here in several months. Yeah, same. But um, but still, going back to Metaloid Origin, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give it a good solid 7. Like, it, no, I'm going to go higher than that. I'll go 8. Because, I, like I said, I haven't finished the game yet, but it's got me by the, by the short and curlies. Like, I can't stop playing it. And I want to finish it, and as soon as I finish it, I want to play it again with the other characters. So that's that says something for this game. If you're definitely if you're into, um, you know the the Mega Man uh, X series, like and of course Sonic and things like that, this is definitely up your alley. So go check it out. It's even worth the six bucks if it's not on sale. Um, just go get it. It's perfect for the Switch. Fantastic. Even that on the Switch. I think it's on Steam, too. You pretty much get it anywhere. Fantastic. So, 8 out of 10. It's a good, solid score. I, I, I like that. It's a good score. But uh, next week, you are going to be doing uh, trial, Trials uh, of Mana. Trials of Mana. About time. Yep. I've been... Well, I've been working at, this, at that game. You know, with RPGs, <laughs> you want to... I wanted to put some extended time into it. So I will be discussing that game next week. And I'm now that the pace is picked up, it's a lot of fun. And it, it reminds me of those old RPGs that I played as a kid, but I'll save my full thoughts for next yeah. week. <laughs> and uh, after that, I'll be doing, um, yo noid. And so, then I'll do Pepsi man. Mm, so thus, <laughs> thus begins. Yes. Our two weeks of crap. Uh, <laughs> can't wait. I haven't played a game this bad since Fester's Quest. <laughs> I think the Fester's Quest discussion might be... Like, you want to talk about favorite moments from the show? The Fester's Quest review, I think, has to be up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope when I do the... Uh, uh, do the Yo Noid review. I don't come down with a fever and get the flu again. <laughs> yeah, like well, that wasn't time. fun. But but like the the ranting about the game was the fun part. Yeah. Um, but we're coming up on the end of the show, and wanted everybody to know that we are. We have heard your cries, and we're no. Um, we're actually we're moving back to Wednesdays because Wednesdays seem to be better. Uh, for our listeners, and um, pretty much going to be better for us too. Uh, so we're going to move back to Wednesdays. I'll be doing both of my podcasts on Wednesday nights, but so we're going to stick with the eight o'clock time slot. Um, but hopefully, uh, everybody that used to be able to join us in the chat room will be able to again, because a lot of people uh, didn't get to join us over here on Thursday because people had to work weird schedules. So we're moving back. So, um, hopefully see you guys back in the chat room again, because we miss you guys so much. We do. We definitely do. No, and I, I think, you know, it's good to to move back to Wednesdays. I mean, the, what's the cool part about doing the show live is the interaction mm -hmm. with the chat. And, you know, I, I remember it being mentioned when we were going to move to Thursdays that a lot of people were saying they couldn't make it. So yeah. 
It'll be good to have everybody back. So beginning, what, April 7th? April 7th. April 7th. We will be back on Wednesday nights right here, 8 p.m. Central. Central Standard Time on my Twitch channel. Wacky Wednesdays. Wacky Wednesdays is back. <laughs> so uh, tell us, I, I listened to the latest episode of Derek Diamond Experience, and man, I want to watch, I want to watch that documentary, but I'm also scared too because of some, I am uh, someone who was bullied in, in school, and I, it might be triggering for me, so I don't know if I could sit through the whole thing. Well, it was for me. And it took me multiple, like, I had to watch it in phases. So for, for those who aren't familiar, so this week on the Derek Diamond Experience, I interviewed a professor slash documentary filmmaker named Thomas Keith. And he directed uh, this documentary called Bullied that deals with, of course, bullying in schools, the effects of it, not just on the kids that it happens to, but the parents as well. Yeah. And man, it gets dark. It is not a comfortable documentary to watch. It's going to be, well, for those who are listening, you know, right when the show comes out, it'll be available March 12th. So pretty much whenever you listen to this, it'll be available. It's on Amazon Prime, um, Sling TV, YouTube movies, you know, really anywhere you get, um, you can stream films. But it was, I, I don't want to say, uh, me saying I enjoyed the interview sounds weird because of the subject matter, but it was nice talking about something different yeah. on the show. And he, we get, we get into a pretty in-depth discussion on it. Yeah. It was a great, so definitely uh, check that out. It's a really good episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go check out Derek diamond experience, the, the latest episode. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And I, I, I enjoyed the discussion of it because you know, I, I often say that film can be used as an escape. Mm-hmm. Like I, I use it as an escape, too, but I also think it can be a very great educational tool. And that's, you know, that's, what, that's what Dr. Keith is doing. Like he said, he's not interested in making narrative films. He only wants to do like academic and educational ones. And he's done a really good one with this. But yeah. I, I will forewarn you, hmm. it's not a comfortable film. So I was going to say it, it's... But, uh... <laughs> Sounds but, like it might be kind of a hard watch. But it does have a positive end to it. Yeah. I will say that. But, yeah, it's it's rough. But You guys yeah. had, had, had discussed a few things that actually happened in the film. It was like, man, this is, it starts heavy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, the way the, the film starts, and... I don't want to say it because like, I want people to actually see it, but the first story deals with a kid who killed himself because of bullying. It's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) But it's good that people are bringing that subject matter to light. So I give him credit for it, but it's a great episode. Go check it out. If you haven't, um, Derek at, at D diamond experience on Twitter. Yeah, it's um and anywhere you can get podcasts and if you want to find me it's uh I'm on you know all the social medias. You guys know that by now. And uh go check out last week's Open Micers episode where we talked with Corin Nemec, who you might know from uh, a little show in the 90s called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. He was also in the original Stephen King's adaptation of of uh, The Stand, uh the original miniseries in the 90s. He was on Stargate SG1, uh Supernatural. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210, and he's got a new project coming out. Uh, it's called uh, Blackwater Brass with uh, Jason London, and of course, our, our buddy Steve Wise, who directed it. And um, talk to him about the great, that. The great and, Steve Wise. Yes, the, the great and powerful Steve Wise. <laughs> um, so go check that out. That's last week, and coming up this week, we uh, talked earlier tonight with a comedian, Nikki Coleman, who. Um, very, very, very funny lady. Just go check out. I, I choked a couple times during that <laughs> podcast from from laughing. So uh, go check that out at Open Micers on Twitter, uh, Open Micers Podcast on Facebook, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are given away for free, Open Micers. Fantastic. So I'm ready to get out of here. How about you? Let's do it. 
If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. It has never been easier to go buy merchandise from our show at www.ncrmerch.com. Takes you to our Public store and we got all kind of t-shirt and uh, masks and stickers and mugs anything you want go check it out ncrmerch.com we're on facebook at facebook.com slash retro and also patreon at patreon.com slash retro and if you can't do that can't leave us a buck a month go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free so Derek, please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the triforce yes. Chucker, eh? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.